0: Me, the
1: Peek the
2: Peek the Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman. You are here for another episode of the Steelers preview. Welcome back, everyone. Joining me, Dave Schofield. Brian Anthony Davis is on his way. Dave, what's up?
1: Oh, that much, Jeff. I said it on Stat Geek this morning. One down,
2: five to go. Yes. And this time does not fly. <laughs> you know, you just, I this last week went quick. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It normally does. It normally does. But I mean, there are times where you're like, man, time is flying. And then you get to the six weeks and you're like, Holy crap. It feels like forever. I mean, it's, we're not even a month away from the Steelers reporting to St. Vincent college in Latrobe. They don't report till the 26th. It's the 22nd of June. I'm not trying to wish away my summer, but man, I'm excited for this season. Um, like I mentioned, Brian Davis is on his way. He will be joining us uh, uh, momentarily. Uh, I'm going to take this time right now to welcome everyone to the broadcast, whether you're listening in the audio side or whether you're watching us somewhere, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, doesn't matter. I encourage everyone out there right now, listening, whether it's audio, whether it's visual to follow us on all of our social platforms. We are wherever you get your Steelers information, search Steel Curtain Network. That is Twitter. That is Facebook. That is YouTube. And that is, you know, I I didn't think Instagram and TikTok were there too. So if you haven't done that, please do. We've got some cool giveaways coming up. I'm going to tease that a little bit. Also, as Fans for Sports Network continues to evolve, we're going to have some big news coming up there in the coming weeks as well as an online store. That's right. We're going to have an online store for Steel Curtain Network gear. So for those that like the logo that is behind me, you might be able to get that on a shirt or a sweatshirt. They've got your size, Dave. I even checked. No, I did. They have tent size, really? Yes. Really? Wow, that's a, a lot night. of X's. That's a yep. lot of X's. You know, my my family is known for their large craniums, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when I played baseball in high school, we had fitted hats. My dad was a was a coach, was an assistant coach, and he has a larger cranium than I do. And it would always they'd always say, "Hey, Joe, I called Wheeling Tent and Awning. They've got your hat ready." <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask,
1: what size hat are you, Jeff?
2: I'm seven and three eighths. Oh, my dad little. is my <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so little.
2: That's so little. Yeah. Oh, Wait, yeah. What's your he, dad? He is seven and three quarters, I think, or something like that. It's it's. I don't know. It's bigger than what I wear.
1: I have. I'm either seven and seven eighths, or I actually had some hats that were fitted that were eight.
2: Oh my gosh! Yes. It's a big cranium. That's uh, And
1: that's why I could find them because they're like, oh, no one would, I could get them on clearance because no one would buy them if they had them that big because no one else needed them. I, I I like the flex fit more actually. Yeah. The, I'm the, I'm the large slash extra large in those. And uh, for sure. those. Yeah, I, I would
2: guess, I would guess. Yeah. Hey, quick question for you. I, I, you know, I do the Friday night. This is my week for the Friday night Q. uh, six pack of questions for the website and I've already done it because I had some time today. And so I put in a question. I was like, I'm going to ask Dave about this on the studio. Cause Brian, I, I guess I could ask Brian when he gets here, but I'll ask you, what was the last, and you know, this cause you're a season ticket holder. What oh, yeah. was the last game that you went to. Okay. What was the result? And what was the most memorable moment?
1: The last game I went to, I only went to one game last year.
2: You know, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, I don't think he went to too many games. I
1: was supposed to go to the Cleveland game, but I didn't have anyone to go with me. And honestly, part of the reason I, I, I made the decision is I didn't want to miss the postgame show <laughs> if it was the last one for the year. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. That that sounds like a really bad reason. But I, I wasn't sure what's, what's – it's really nice now because my, my oldest child, my daughter is old enough that my wife and I could go for a day and, yeah. and go to the games together now and she can hold down everything here. And it's I'm looking forward to that this year. But I only went to one. It was week 10 against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the most memorable thing from that game, uh, I would say what, what stuck out to me and it's funny because I just watched the highlights of that game for the series that I'm doing on, on the website. The thing that sticks out to me the most was honestly DeMonte KZ's penalty <laughs> where he just smacked. I'm pretty sure it was – was was it Alave that was on the sidelines? It was, oh, yeah. One of those ads. It was and a hard hit. It was. And he got the 15-yard penalty, but if he doesn't hit him that hard, he's going to catch the ball and actually gain just as much, if not more yards. That did set up their only touchdown, but – uh the Steelers ran the ball crazy. They they had more rushing yards in that game than any other game of the year. I think they had over 200 rushing yards and uh, and held the Saints to under 30 yard rushing.
2: Yeah, that's a memorable performance. That's a good one to remember. Yours is a long time ago, isn't it? Uh, 2013 was the last time I was at, and it was Heinz Field at the time. Yeah. Uh, I went to two games that year. I was in week four, I believe, was the Steelers hosted the Chicago Bears. Sunday night football. I was the NBC fan of the week, uh, was one of those fans that got chosen for that. That was a pretty awesome experience. And then I went with my best friend, uh, who was suffering the ailments of ALS later in the season. There was a Sunday night game against the Bengals at Heinz field. It was so freaking cold and he was stuck in a wheelchair. We didn't stay for the whole game. We watched the second half from our hotel room because I just felt so bad for him because he couldn't even really move. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was, it was so cold. They were giving out free hot chocolate uh, out there. It was, it was bad, but that was the game that Terrence Garvin broke the punter's jaw on an Antonio Brown return. If you remember yeah. that game, so that was that was the last time that they. I have been to a Steelers game. believe it
1: or not. Hey, let, let um, us know in the live chat when the last time if you've all, if you all have yeah. Ever a good game.
2: I saw you Jeff, know what. What's yeah, up? You, there's
1: a rule though before you get onto that.
2: Sure.
1: If you're covering the Steelers. I think you got to go to a game this year. I don't think you can go more than 10 years without being in the game.
2: (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think it was Brent Howell said, uh, is anyone going to the Vegas game? Yeah. You know who is Brian Davis is going to the uh, Raiders game this year. He will be out there for work uh, and he's going to the game. And so you might be able to hook up with one Brian Anthony Davis get A little bad in your life. I don't know if that's a good Could thing. Can
1: you imagine 2 a.m. and Vegas?
2: No, yikes, yikes. Oh man, it sounds like a doctor's appointment waiting to happen <laughs> <laughs> for multiple yes, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I, know he'll, I know he'll listen back and hear that joke and laugh. So that's hey.
1: And, and for those of you that are out there, they're like, Oh, I want to go to this. If you're interested, like right now, I have both Thursday night games in Pittsburgh available. Uh, friends and family, right? For anybody from from BTSE um, or SCN, whether it's through the website, whether it's through the podcasts, uh, you all could could you know get a hold of me if you're interested in either one of the Thursday games. Um, I, th- I think I also have the December 23rd against the Bengals um, uh, available. It's it's lower deck end zone, and like I said, reach out to me. My Twitter handle is on the screen, or if you just put at gmail.com. That is also my email.
2: So the, have you sold a lot of tickets already? I've sold a couple. Okay. Uh,
1: and, you know, the Thursday night ones are the ones that uh, – it's just so hard because living far away, both for me and my brother-in-law who lives farther away from Pittsburgh than I do. So that's why those are the ones that are up. But if we have to and have to go to that one, that you know, either one of those, that then we'll just have to make the decision from from there when it comes to the other games.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And so, um, yeah, hit up Dave if you're interested. Uh, it it just is, gosh, it's just such a pain in the butt to go to Pittsburgh for me. I know you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, I just hate that drive. I've One
1: that. o'clock games or uh, I, I, I feel great with. I could leave. I could leave at just around 7 a.m. and I'm home by nine o'clock that night. Those are great. It's the other kickoff times that really get
2: to me. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough. So uh, before we go into anything specific as it pertains to the title, I do want to mention something that's very, very sad. uh, And I got to bring up because it's news. It pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is the unfortunate passing of one Clark Higgins. In case you uh, didn't see the story, it was on every possible outlet. And he passed away at age 46. At the time of this being recorded, I have not heard what the cause of death was. I honestly, sometimes I don't, I don't want to know because you don't want it to be anything foul in any way, shape, or form. But um, just wanted to say, you know, hey, that was a guy that you talk about. Two guys that had a chip on their shoulder. He and Joey Porter who played college football together at Colorado State. No one really gave him a shot. And boy, did they anchor down the outside for that Super Bowl forty run, Dave. Any special memories about Clark Hagans
1: To me, he's a guy that just kind of got the job done. But was a lot of times you weren't tuning in to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers thinking, oh, I want to see what Higgins is going to do today. That's he was just one of those, you call him a lunch pail guy, a guy that just went, went to work, did his job, did it, and you know, great. But it took him a while to get going. I mean, what was he? A fifth round pick, I think it was. Yeah, um, I think you're right. And, and I mean, he he started. Sparing, I mean, I think he only appeared Here, okay, let me look it up here. He appeared in two games in his, in his rookie season, and he didn't start double digit games, more than two games in a season until his fifth year in the NFL. Sometimes it just takes a while to get going. He was part of the, of a rotation. And then he finally got to be the man. And he was the man um, in Pittsburgh on the outside there for four seasons. And those were, and those were four key seasons but then he ended up on the, on on the wrong side of the field for the for for the Super Bowl 43.
2: Yeah, and I didn't realize that he also made it to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. I believe. Yeah, those same
1: year. Now, he was injured that year when, when okay. with the Steelers. I don't know about the 49ers. But but with the Steelers, I'm pretty sure uh when they when they faced the Cardinals his first year there, I don't think he I don't know that he I don't think he played the Super Bowl. Um, no, he didn't even play. I'm 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 checking He he played playoff games in Arizona, but he, he was not in the playoff run. Um, I remember he was injured uh for that one. So although he was, I'm sure, there at the game, he wasn't on the field in, in uniform. Yeah, but uh he's a Super Bowl champion with the Steelers.
2: That's for sure. Can't take he had, away from him.
1: Yeah, he had uh was it uh three and a half career postseason sacks.
2: There you go, that's awesome. Yeah. And so it's sad. You know, rest in peace, Clark Higgins. He was survived by a son and a daughter. So that's, it makes it just that much more difficult to talk about. But nonetheless, do want to give him his due. I know that on the uh, curtain call last night, it was very uh, appropriate that they kind of did a little moment of silence for Clark Higgins on the show. So it was very well done. Um, and for here, we want to, you know, pay our respects as well. So Dave, anything to add? or Are we ready to go?
1: Um. <sighs> I just kind of gave my own little moment of silence there just because, you know, it's kind of sad because even when you see pictures of him, you see that 53 and instantly you think of someone like the Marquise Pouncey since he played. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's for so many of us. I mean, it's someone my age, like my brother, even four years older than me, different. He could at least remember um, the, the Steelers' fourth Super Bowl. But to me, there was nothing... For you, there was nothing with the Steelers. I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl in the 95 season, but they, my team finally won the Super Bowl, and he was part of that. And, uh, yeah, now I'm ready to go on.
2: Yeah, and there's no easy transition from something no. like this. It, 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 it's impossible. I remember doing shows after uh, Dwayne Haskins passed away. Like, yes. how in the hell can we talk about football? But you know what? I mean – there's a lot of people that come to us to get away from that stuff to say like, all right, like take me out of my own mental space for 30, 45 minutes and let me think about nothing but black and gold. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to provide that for you. Like we always do right here. And we're talking about the upcoming season. We're talking about bounce back players. Everyone can have their own definition of this, but I'll give you my definition of this. The bounce back player would be none other than a player who absolutely has Come, is coming off of a season that might have been a disappointment in a lot of ways. Maybe it was injury. Maybe it was that they didn't perform as well as we thought. And this year in 2023, they are going to elevate their game, maybe back to where they were, maybe to new heights. It doesn't matter. We're going to kind of predict who those bounce back players could be in 2023, I'm going to let Dave, you can choose whoever you'd like. I'm only going to choose players that are returning from the Steelers roster. If you, if you <laughs> I had two categories. Go, no, huh? I have two categories. Okay. You, um, not just offensive
1: defense, like. but I even did players that are bouncing back from playing with the Steelers last year. And then I had players that were bouncing back that weren't with the Steelers last year. I okay. actually had two different categories.
2: Well, so. let, let's, clear the low, let's clear the low-hanging fruit right now and just yeah. say Trent, Trent Jordan Watt uh, is yes. – expected to come back in a big way. Um, I talked an entire first half of my let's ride podcast. So it'll be airing live tomorrow at 5 a.m. Eastern time, anywhere you get your podcast search Steel curtain network, you'll find it. You won't want to miss this one because it's all about TJ Watt and how I think that he is due for a huge breakout, but Dave, anything to add before we move on to other players?
1: Yeah, that was the low hanging fruit. That was the, yeah. the, the top guy on, on my defensive list. Actually, he wasn't. He was number two because I figured someone else would do it. I actually have another one that I have there uh, from the defensive side of the ball. But, yeah, Trent, Trent Jordan. Because, Jeff, do you know how many uh, how many sacks did he have last year?
2: Oh, after he came gosh.
1: Back? I, I, I do I, I this, ten. and now I'm
2: trying to remember. Is it seven?
1: <laughs> no, nah, I'm pretty I'm, – I, I can't remember if it was a half, if he had a half in there or not. I think seven he might Seven and a have. half? No, I, it's either five or five and a half. Oh, okay. Is what it was. Um, unless I'm thinking of his rookie year. No, he had seven his rookie year. Okay. And he had five and a half last year.
2: Those are the only two seasons he okay. hasn't had double digit
1: sacks.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that would be a bounce back for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, even they, they, in, yeah. if you're
1: thinking ten, 10 games, five and a half sacks. So, yeah, he wasn't himself. We know that. Steelers fans, well, you know, I, I give him kudos for coming back. At the whatever percentage he was, because man oh man, did that make a difference for that team?
2: Well, and here's the thing, too. And I I'm, I'm not gonna steal my own thunder. Like I wanted yeah. to listen <laughs> you to Let's Ride the on Friday morning, but what we know about the injury, and if you listen to Ben roethlisberger's podcast and TJ Well was just on this past week, I've I've almost gotten through it. He talked about the injury. Just listen to "Let's Ride" and I explain why this th- it's it's the best case scenario for him to have a bounce back. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, who was your other defender, Dave? Who was the other defender that you had?
1: Here you go. This is one I kind of talked about it uh, a little bit because where I've been watching some some game replays for that article series at the silk curtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. Uh-huh. Where it's the it's it, it's it's the bracket style. Um, where I just have two games matched up against each other, which one was the better game, and we'll eventually get to a winner to be the best game of 2022. And someone who keeps making about one or two big plays a game, but I, I really think has more, is one Larry Oganjovi.
2: Mm, he made my I, list.
1: I don't think he's – we. I don't think we saw the best Larry O last year, and I still think that there's better Larry O than what we saw last year. And I think the Steelers feel that way. Hence the contract.
2: I'm kind of a little bit excited about him for this year. That's a pretty big contract. I mean, he signed a three year deal. It was, it it was, I mean, it's not like incentive laden that I've, that I've heard. Uh, They trust that a healthy Larry Ogunjobi is going to be a difference maker. And they've got to believe that he is healthy. And when Mike Tomlin was asked this past off season, Hey, do you, have we seen the best of Larry O? flat out said, no, I don't think you have. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. That's absolutely. And he made my list as well as a potential bounce back. I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball. I feel like there's a low hanging fruit. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. <laughs> if that was your low hanging fruit, I'm thinking of someone else, but no, that one would, okay. Did you have DJ on your list? That,
1: that was to me, that was the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. No, okay. so that's good.
2: Yeah. Because you know, it, to me, this comes back to the quarterback. Been touchdowns. Come on. Oh, no, no everything. His yeah. numbers were down across the board. Yeah. Yards after the catch, receptions, yardage. We know touchdowns. Everything was down. It comes back to the quarterback. You had Ben Roethlisberger in 2021, and he was his favorite target. And then 2022, you've got this hodgepodge of, of Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. No one ever seemed to get on the right page. Every time he had the ball in his hands, it just never felt like anything was fluid. There was no yards after the catch. I don't think that he's going to he go. Those with... comeback patterns, you right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, those are the quarterback's best friend. I get that. But my gosh, this year, you would have to think that he's due for a bounce back. Yes, hitting Pedro once would be an improvement from last year. But no, Deontay Johnson, I think absolutely is a candidate for a bounce back player. Anything to add to that, Dave?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, he was the one that I thought was was what was number one because when i say when you say bounce back i'm like you have to have seen to me my definition is you had to have seen something good it wasn't as good last year and you want to see that goodness again
2: i don't know if that's exactly how you had it or not
1: but uh, that's why he was he was my number one
2: for the offense okay so who else do you have on the offensive side anyone else
1: it was from that other category
2: from the other team
1: meaning that they weren't on the day, Steelers day
2: last year yeah go for it you can do those players that's alan robinson that's a good one. I didn't even think about that because I didn't yeah. think about any players that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh, I mean he's coming off the injury
1: uh didn't play all that much did, just didn't really fit well in, in in la. so to me, if you're going outside of from the Steelers last year, uh he was my number one offensive guy my only offensive guy that I had a, as a bounce back guy in other words can 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 he you know rekindle the flame in Pittsburgh?
2: Yeah, that there's a lot of people that have high hopes for him. That that he's been you know really good reports throughout the main, mandatory minicamp, OTA phase phase three, all that stuff. So Alan Robinson, I hope you're right. Bounce back, I hope. Brian Davis joins us now. Thank you, Brian, for taking the time and joining us on this show. This is the Steelers preview. You're with Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield. How are you today, gentlemen? Thanks uh, for your patience. I had to take care of a few things,
0: so. <laughs>
1: That's all right. We still love you. It's
0: yeah, good. Sure. It's good to see
2: you. Yeah. Well, all right. Good stuff. Uh, we're talking about the bounce back players in 2023. We've already mentioned TJ Watt, obviously, Larry Ogunjobi. I said to Deontay Johnson, Dave went with uh, Allen Robinson. We're going to go back to the defensive side. I'm going to go with mine next and then we'll throw it to you, Brian. I'm actually going to go with DeMonte K Z. So here's why I went with DeMonte K Z. You know, we talked about injury with TJ Watt we got to bring up injury with DeMonte KZ too, right? I mean, this guy broke his forearm against the Detroit lions in the preseason misses the vast majority of the season. If not the same amount of time that TJ Watt missed, served a suspension during that time. Don't want, don't need to bring that up, but still comes back and is playing limited snaps. And you get to see this little taste. Dave, you brought up the hit on Chris Alave earlier. Against we had to the start DSA. that game. Remember? Yeah, I know. This so,
1: game back. That was crazy.
2: Right. Yeah. And so, I'm thinking like, man, give this guy a full off season. They did give him a year where he's kind of acclimated to the defense. He should be. And I want to see what this guy can do. Like if this is just the tip of the iceberg and what we got to see was just his part-time play. I want to see him full-time play because the one thing I didn't expect from DeMonte KZ, we knew he has ball skills. I mean, everywhere he's been Dallas, Atlanta, the guy's been able to take the football away. What we didn't see was that hit. That Chris Olave hit, boy, did that open my eyes. I was like, man, this guy can lay the wood. And if you have another safety like that in the back end, and Keanu Neal doing that on the around the box, I really like the safety trio then, but we'll see. Uh, Brian, what do you think about that, and who's your player?
0: Actually, I have two, so I'll save one for next time. But let me start off with Chris Boswell.
2: Oh, I didn't even think about that. I good one. That's a I good, one. Special teams. good oh, one. That's the
1: low-hanging fruit. Good job.
2: He, he, yeah, he go may ahead. be
0: late, but he's got one or two brain cells up. There. <laughs> uh, you know, Boswell had a year like he did in 2018, but it wasn't as bad. Actually, was it 2019? It was 18 when he had a uh, subpar year, but he was hurt a good part of it. I really think Boswell, and we saw him miss – sometime last year as well. I think he was ailing. The thing about Chris Boswell is he'll never tell you that he's hurting. And he has no problem playing through pain and doing the best he can. But at the place-kicking position, that's a pretty tough thing to do. Did he have a terrible year? No, absolutely not. Chris Boswell did not have a terrible year. He just had a year that was not indicative of what he has done in this league to be one of the top five most accurate kickers in the history of the NFL.
2: That's a good one. Dave, anything bad about with Boswell? Yeah, and I talked
1: about doing those articles uh, for the website before. That kind of made me remember how much time Boswell missed. He went on IR, and the Steelers had Matthew Wright kicking for four games. So you talked about missing time due to injury. That's right there as well. So that's a great one, Brian.
2: Yeah. Dave, who's another one that you had?
1: I I have another one from that other category of mine that's from the defensive side of the ball. Go for it. And that other category, in case Brian wasn't here for it, is players that weren't on the Steelers last year but are looking to bounce back. I have one Cole Holcomb
2: coming off of injury.
1: Injury He had a real strong year the year before and then was injured for most of the year last year. Was it a foot injury last year? Is it Liz Frank? Uh... I probably, I can't remember for sure if it was that heartless wench. I, I hate, hate that French. woman.
2: Damn. Damn Liz Frank. What an a-hole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Okay, that's a good one, though. Cole, I'm, hmm. I'm going to go with, I thought this was the low-hanging fruit on the offensive side of the ball, and that's Calvin Austin the third. And yeah, I know what you mean, Dave. You haven't haven't seen it, so how can you expect to bounce back? Fans that were there, I was not one of them, they kind of did see it. Meaning they were at training camp and they saw the explosiveness and they thought that this guy could be a big play just waiting to happen. Uh, We never get to see anything. So something this year would be better than what we got last year. But I I think that, well, let me ask you all this as a quick sidebar. Does Anthony Miller's release say more about Calvin Austin or Hakeem Butler in your opinion, Dave, what do you think? I'm still trying to figure out what it says because
1: you mean to tell me that Anthony Miller doesn't bring more value to the Steelers to keep through training camp than Gunnar Olszewski. That's my thing. I'm like, Unless he's
2: hurt, unless he's hurt. That's
1: it. It's got to either be that or or Miller saw that, maybe saw the writing on the wall that they had more than enough and maybe he would have an opportunity elsewhere and said, hey, you all, you know, what do we really want to do here? It has to be something more like that. Uh, The way I think of it, if it's not due to injury or or other things, you know, there could even be something completely else we're not thinking about because, yeah, we didn't see anything from him after he was hurt. Did he get hurt the same practice as Austin or right around the same time? But both of those guys, everyone was talking about uh, everything that they were doing there. Because remember, he had had the history with Mitch Trubisky, so it was easy. It made it more comfortable for Mitch, maybe because it's not Mitch. Maybe that's why they thought maybe he he should move on. But I just looked down that whole list of players, and I'm thinking – there's no way Anthony Miller was the last guy out of all those receivers. So there just had to be more to it.
2: What about you, Brian? What do you think? So I think
0: it, uh, it means that both Calvin Austin, the third and Hakeem Butler are actually uh, thought of now as more of the competition and for that one role and let them fight it out without a guy taking targets away from them, that, they don't really believe is healthy enough or, um, worth keeping around now. I mean, he looked really good last year, but remember he was the first one to tweak his hamstring at the beginning of OTAs and it was, uh, he was the only one, but there was a, there was a tweak there and you know, that tweak and the way things, uh, shook out last year, I would not be surprised if you saw Anthony Miller, you know, announces retirement. It could be something like that. We don't know if this was a, a situation where he went in and said, "Guys, I think I'm done." I see, I see the writing on the wall. The Steelers might have not facilitated this. You, you really, no, you never know. But I really think that they're looking at guys like Calvin Austin III, and the fact Hakeem Butler is a guy that uh, they is more of a surprise than they thought be. And when they they see him in camp, they see his length, they see what he could do. He had a nice year with uh, AJ McCarron as his quarterback in St. Louis with the Battle Hawks in the XFL. You know, so I ca- I kind of feel like they have uh, they see more of the future than a past guy.
2: It's interesting. We'll see how that plays out, Dave. What do you want to say?
1: Yeah. Uh, now I'm trying to remember what it was I was going to say, but I I, I recall now maybe it's one of those things you guys know this about me both of you guys we're're we're, we're friends we know each other quite well I'm the kind of person that I like to be able to do things that set me apart that no one else can do or something that no one else wants to do maybe Anthony Miller looked in that look, looked in that wide receiver room and said oh uh I can do this oh well that guy does that better oh I can do this oh but this different guy does that better I can do this oh but this other guy does that better. Maybe it was the whole idea of it. it you know, look, perfect example Miles Boykin. What does he bring to the wide receiver room more than anybody else? Being that special teams gunner, no one else in that wide receiver room can do that job better than Miles Boykin. Maybe Anthony Miller didn't have one of those attributes that he could do one thing better than everybody else.
2: Yeah. That's a good that's a, that's a good point. I, I felt like this offseason the Steelers chose Steven Sims. It was between Sims and Miller, and they chose Anthony Miller and now he's not even on the team. And Steven Sims is down in Houston. So we'll see. Uh, Dave, did you have any other bounce back players? Uh, that was my list. We okay. you guys covered everyone I had. I know Brian had one more, didn't you, Brian?
0: Yeah, I did. And now that you mention it, I have two, and I'm just gonna be really fast on this. You talked about Gunnar Olshewski. It could be a bounce back year because of the things that that he brings to the table. And and he brings some very good special teams play to the table. And you saw him last year, uh in the last few games of the season getting some getting some targets. And it was kind of reminiscent of what you saw with uh what was his name? Ray Ray McLeod, excuse me from a few years back yeah, towards the end of that season. So they actually value value him and they might give him a, a little bit of a clean slate to go ahead and be that special teams guy. So you might, might see that he had a, uh, what did he have a muffin week two and a muffin week four. And then he pretty much didn't get a chance after that. And Mike Tomlin said, Hey, when it's the second time, that's pretty much it. It's, it becomes a habit. Um, not just an aberration. So I just wanted to mention him real quick, but a guy that I wanted to bring up was Levi Wallace. And I I don't really feel that uh, he was bad last year, but the reason he needs a little bit of a b- bounce back because he needs to reclaim his spot. He needs to, uh, because, you know, they brought some guys in. Not only did they bring in Patrick Peterson, they brought in two rookie corners in the draft and there's going to be other guys and this is a situation that he can go ahead and elevate his play and say, hey, just like Dan Moore Jr. is doing, he could be like, hey, you're bringing rookies in, but this is my spot.
2: It's a good one. Dave, okay. anything to add to this?
1: Uh, yeah, well, let's go Levi Wallace for a little. Well, first of all, with Gunner O, he's off my radar because Jeff and I, we did our 53-man prediction. Not only was he not on our our list for either one of us. We didn't even talk about him. He wasn't even close enough to be in the discussion of Gunner O making it. Um, But you know what? Maybe he'll prove us wrong. So, So good reminder there, Brian. When it comes to Levi Wallace, here's the thing with that. Brian says about a bounce back, I understand what you mean with his role. But you know he set career highs in interceptions and passes defense last year. He had a good, he had 13 passes defensed and four interceptions.
0: Mm-hmm. But it wasn't good enough.
1: I don't know that it wasn't good enough. For a lot I of fans. Mean, and, and It was kind of overshadowed by um, the person that didn't allow him to have his number that he wore in Buffalo, number 39, Maker Fitzpatrick. So, yeah, but it, he's just, did you guys see a report? I'm not even mentioning the source. it was a thing. Uh, it was the whole notion of the Steelers should look to trade Levi Wallace. They even wanted to specifically say where they should trade him to and trade him to Detroit.
2: yep,
0: sold that the other day.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like that's put an awful lot of faith in in your newly drafted cornerback and in everybody's health. I don't know that it's that important that they'd want to trade him rather than really value that depth. Um, especially looking at it, if someone like Patrick Peterson is is going to move from the outside end of the slot and um when when it calls for it, then you're having plenty of not plenty, but more opportunities for outside guys to go. So Levi Wallace is an interesting one to talk about because I think the biggest thing with with you, Brian, is I think he needs to have a bounce back in memory. I think a lot of Steelers fans just don't think about them. Well, Dave, Joe fan and Joanne fan, you know what they do? <laughs> they
0: look for the next big thing all the time. So just the the fact that you have Corey Trice and Joey Jr. in there, mm-hmm. it's hard. Hey, Patrick Peterson's here. We'll throw him away. They always throw that. Uh, they did that. They, they've done that for years at the quarterback situation with uh, – with Mason Rudolph and everybody, they're ready to push somebody out yeah. because they don't have value because you have a shiny new toy. And I, I feel like that's happening right now with Levi Wallace. I love the fact that you reminded me that that he had that he had good numbers, but it still wasn't good
1: enough. It didn't, for the it didn't fans jump off the page to and the, the media.
0: Yeah. yeah and the media they, because you know what? He was really better than what Steven Nelson gave you when Steven Nelson came yeah. in. But Stephen Nelson was a shiny new toy coming in on free in free agency. And he was supposed to save everything.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. Anything to add from uh, any other, any other players you all can think of before we take a break.
1: <laughs> no, uh, um, no. That, right. that, that, that all the, all the good ones.
2: All right. Or in my head. They're not the best color men in the league for nothing, folks. All right. We're going to take a quick break. For those that are watching live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, we're not going anywhere. For those that are on the audio side, we'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. All right. We are back. Second half, Steelers preview. We've been doing this recently where we – we really go all in on the first topic. And then the second half, we kind of do our trivia and we'll just kind of see where that takes us, you know? So Brian, you were a little bit late. Do you have trivia tonight? Actually, I may after Dave goes. All right. Okay. David, go ahead.
1: Okay. Well, I, I thought of an idea and a a, a question and I looked it up and then I realized I didn't look it up properly. So I have to explain this last year, last year, (laughs) last week, I was talking about sacks and and postseason sacks when it came to the Steelers. And we 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 know that the Steelers had that amazing record of consecutive games with at least one sack. It had to be regular season games because they had a playoff game in there where they didn't have it. And that kind of seems to be um the, the the problem with the Steelers in recent years is that they're not getting huge sack production in the postseason. But I thought about that. I'm like, what about individual sack streaks like that one? And I did it. And I said, okay, let, let's look for the longest streak of uh, every Steelers player that, that had at least one that had at least one sack in a game. Do you see where I messed up and where I needed to change my filter? I needed to look at ones that had at least a half a sack. Oh, and again, yeah. because you can register a half sack and you, that shouldn't be discredited. So I'm going to then ask the question that includes half sacks. And this only goes back to 82 because they don't have the, the individual ones for the rates. They, they have them on their individual bios, but they don't have them in their filtering system. So since 1982 when, when individual sacks became an official NFL statistic who has the longest streak of, of games with at least half a sack? This is regular season, and it could even wrap over from one season into the next. Um, and any idea how long the streak would be?
2: You're talking about just Steelers, right? Just Steelers, yeah. Just Steelers. I would say um, Lamar Woodley. Oh, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> that's that was my guess.
1: And you both would be correct. (laughs) Yes. Any idea what his sack, what what the streak is? How many games did he have at least half a sack?
2: I was going to say five. I'm going to go eight.
1: It would be 10. Oh, wow. And this went from November 15th of 2009 through September 19th of 2010. And like I said, it is just the regular season. I don't know if I throw in the postseason how it would change that. But um, he was only he was only one ahead at number two. Wait, wait a
0: second. What give me those dates again? Because there should not be a postseason in there. I
1: didn't know if there was. I, I there, didn't even think about it. If I, didn't I didn't
0: do it with anybody. That if it's was 09 to 10. Yeah. No, no postseason.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't look at that with any of the players. I didn't, I didn't do that with any of them.
0: So oh, wow.
1: So Lamar, Lamar Woodley was 10. There is someone who was only one behind him.
0: I'm actually going to say TJ.
1: Is
2: Jeff going to uh, say anything? Hmm. I'll go James Harrison.
1: Yeah. Brian already had it. It was TJ. Ah. <laughs> TJ uh, was nine. That was from uh, September 30th, 2019 through December First of 2019. Then there is one player who has six. Hmm. And then another one, and then another six of them who had five. Anybody else you think could be on the list that had five or more? I
0: would say either Keith Willis. Keith Willis was one of the ones with five.
1: And Kevin Green. Kevin Green was one of the ones with five. So you've got two of the six. I'll give you a hint. We already mentioned one of them already because he had a different streak. In other words, it wasn't six different players. It was, there was one of them that was a repeat. Oh. TJ. Yep. TJ also had another streak of five uh, from, from the end of 2020 through, through um, the beginning of October in 2021. So that's three of those. And then you still have the other one that had six. Mike Merriweather. Don't have a Mike Merriweather on my list from where I filtered it out. Come on, Jefferson. Greg Get Lord. in the game. What's that? Lloyd? Boyd Lloyd was the one who had 6. Very good. He had okay. he had 6 games. So, you're down to three more players that had 5. Had Chad, Brown. Of Chad Brown. Chad Brown is one.
2: This was in 94. There's no way, Cam. I don't know if I don't know if Brian. Who who Cam Hayward? Yeah, no, there's no way. Yeah,
1: it's Cam Hayward. He had really? Five. Yeah. Nice. From yeah. December 19th of
2: 2021 through September 11th
1: of 2022.
2: That's so impressive that a defensive lineman has a streak like that. Um, yep. so How many we have more. left in five? One more. One more. Do, 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 do.
1: What if I give you the year? Sure. 1998.
0: Mm. LeBron Kirkland.
1: Him. Brian nice says game. Kirkland and and Jeff said Jason Gilden. It is Jason Gilden. It would be Jason Gildon yeah. Yes. So that was the streaks with uh with having at least a half a sack. If you want to know the streak with having at least um at, at, at least one sack, it, it was a tie between uh TJ and Greg Lloyd with six, and then other guys that had five was TJ had five. Um, um Woodley had five. So his Woodley streak of of let was it eleven? I said it's on a different page. No, of ten. That that had a he only had a streak of five where it was full sacks, yeah. um, and then Gilden Brown and Willis was in that one as well. Any idea? I mean, any, either of you want to take a stab at uh at, at the streak for the
2: NFL. Bruce Smith.
1: Bruce Smith what he his best streak was nine. Reggie, Reggie White.
2: White was my next guess.
1: Reggie White. I'm looking. I don't know that he's on my list of having. You know, I'm looking down the list. Um, I can't. I'd have to sort alphabetically. Uh, I can't find him. Um, Reggie White. Yeah, there he. Oh, he he did it a couple times. He had a streak of eight a couple times. But the but the best streak, the longest streak, was actually twelve. What year? 1999, um, Halloween of 1999 through week one of 2000. And if you think of that time period, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that player was someone that everyone was talking about. Derek about Thomas. This. It's not a bad guess, but that was it, is not Derek Thomas.
2: It I is know. actually. Do you wave the right flag? Or are you ready? I'm drawing a, fl- a blank. So I'll I'll, I'll wave the white. I'll give
1: flag. you the team, Tennessee.
0: Javon Curse. It's Javon Curse. Wow. He had
1: 12 games with at least a half a sack. But what's impressive is there's a player that actually has a streak that had a streak of 11 games with a full sack in 11 straight games, and that was in 2018 for the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones. That's a pretty impressive one too. So. Jeez. Yeah. I, I that one would have I, I you could have given me 50 guesses and I don't think I would have I would have guessed Chris Jones. You know, funny, I would have never guessed Chris Jones either and
0: he's probably going to be one of those guys that makes the Hall of Fame and we're like Chris Jones made the Hall of Fame. But he's probably yeah. going to make it because he's
1: he's He's that, he's that good. good. He's just sometimes you're you're on a team with some other flashy people.
2: Yeah. Good point. Good stuff, Dave. Brian, do you have a trivia question or not?
0: Yes, I do. A couple weeks ago, Jeff and Dave on this show talked about how they'd love to go to Canton someday. and But there's no reason to go this year. And, guys, you're wrong. There is a good reason to go to Canton, even though Steelers are not going to have anybody representing them in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's because, and don't laugh at me, Jeff but it's because of the playoff-bound Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh, gosh. And the trivia question (laughs) is about the Pittsburgh Maulers. There is a Pittsburgh Mauler cornerback that is leading the USFL in interceptions. And why am I bringing him up? Because he was an undrafted free agent of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and a darling of one Brian Anthony Davis for a short time. He had two stints with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who is he?
1: I was waving the white flag because it's the Mahlers, but I think I know who this is. I don't think it's fair. We'll go for it. I have no idea. Um, uh, but now the names. He's a cornerback. He He was with the Steelers. He got poached off the practice squad by the Lions and then came back with the Steelers. Uh, isn't he like uh, Revis's cousin or something like that?
0: Yes, he is.
1: Why can I not remember his name? Well, <laughs> Revis's cousin yep. is also a guy,
0: um, from Aliquippa that mm-hmm. played for the Rams and some other teams in the NFL, a big time defensive player named Sean.
1: That's not the answer to this question, right? Yeah, Sean, Sean
0: Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah, 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 yeah. So Mark Gilbert is the answer.
1: Yeah, Mark Gilbert. Yeah, I was going to say because I, I, I kept wanting to say Marcus, and I'm like, no, I know the game. The name's not Marcus, but I it, I just couldn't remember exactly what it was. Do you remember Mark Gilbert now, Jeff?
2: Yeah, the name rings a bell. Yeah, he, he was, was an undrafted. A, he was an undrafted free yeah. agent. Everyone made a big deal about spot. them them getting him.
0: If he because, wasn't
1: hurt, because he, he had gotten really hurt in college, like he was really good, like. First or second round draft pick. And then what? when he was early on, that was what he was, was projected. And then he was basically hurt for two seasons. So let me finish
0: this off with the Maulers. Now they finished the season four and six, but they're actually favored this weekend to a team that they beat twice in the regular season. They might be in the USFL championship game next week of all things. And wouldn't it be ironic if the Pittsburgh Maulers brought the most recent
2: oh my gosh professional no. football championship no, to the no, steel set no
0: no 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 four no, no, four and six yeah. I mean are they four hosting the
1: playoff game because you said about going to Canton. I they believe
0: hosting. they are hosting this game. How, How are they hosting game four and six
2: because but they're are,
0: tied the two thousand eleven Denver Broncos or something? They're, they're tied for another four, <laughs> with another four and six team.
2: Sounds God, like a great sounds like a great year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just Ray Horton and the gang have gotten together and that is mm. one nasty defense
1: that would require me to watch one snap of the usfl yeah, yeah.
2: i have a trivia question oh yay so well, there goes dave
0: oh my gosh he's not even on the screen i know on the, on the he, screen. he must have
2: just like complete up oh, here he comes, here he comes. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I know I don't trivia that often. Please,
1: Dave. I touching anything on my computer, I wasn't touching the mouse, the screen, and all of a sudden, boom! It just booted me to the lobby.
2: Yeah. All right. So all right. I'm here. Here. Here it is. So, really exciting news for fans for Sports Network. I was able to bring in an Alabama Crimson Tide podcast feed. Really great guys. They have a great website. They also have a great podcast. If you're if you like Alabama, check them out. Just looked up Touchdown Alabama. That is their podcast, which is now a part of Fans for Sports Network. And so it got me thinking, Alabama. Like that's a team the Steelers actually have not had a lot of picks from. We know Najee Harris is obviously an Alabama product. Can you all go back and name some of the other? There's two. Uh, recent players who were drafted from the crimson tide drafted by the Steelers. Yes.
0: Joshua because, Frazier.
1: Be, That's well, one. Yeah. Joshua Frazier, because think about it, They have. Uh, I already Lincoln said Patrick and, and Levi Wallace, but neither one, no, they were have by the to be drafted by the Steelers. Okay. Correctly. So yeah, Joshua Frazier was one. That's I know not, the other
0: one, but I'm going to let Dave go.
1: Not it's, it's Najee Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua Frazier. Uh-huh. And hold on. I know this. Um, oh, um, it was another defensive lineman. Um, okay. now he's with Detroit, Bugs,
2: exactly. Now, yeah, Bugs, so that definitely you could see when they got their current defensive line coach who came from Alabama. His name escapes me now, he definitely brought some talent with him. Now, can you think of the last player, not you Carl Dunbar? Missed, Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Carl Dunbar. Okay, thank gotcha. You. Okay, the last player that they drafted from Alabama. Not counting those two guys,
1: yes. So going back farther than
2: Bugs because it was
1: Bugs was the year who was first, they were a year apart, Frazier or Bugs. Bugs,
2: Uh, 2019 was Bugs, Frazier was earlier than that, okay. So
1: he was, so he was the year before, yeah, he was 18. Okay, Mm
2: -hmm. I could even give you the year, I think.
0: I, I want to hear this greatness from Brian Anthony Davis. I'm going to say 1998 and Deshaye Townsend.
2: Yeah, that's correct. You know what Uh, round?
0: Six, maybe? It
2: is the first of two fourth round draft picks. Oh,
0: okay. The shades that high. Out of Alabama in 1998,
2: from 1998 all the way until 2000. And what year did we say? Joshua Fraser, 2018. 18. So they 20 years. It, they didn't draft a player from the University of Alabama. Hmm. Think about that, like that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy to me that's such a and I know that, yeah, like you no know, Nick saving came back. It brought a lot of clout back to Alabama, but still so I thought that was fun. I like those little rabbit holes
0: that so that's is awesome. And Jeff, fantastic getting an Alabama feed in there. yeah, that is that is great. And I'm going to let you know that I'm talking to Georgia tomorrow. Mm. so we're we're working on really.
2: Targeting the SEC—that's what we got yep. to do. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean that's some big time programs, and the thing with Georgia, my gosh! I was talking to a guy that said that I just met, and he's a big Georgia Bulldog fan. He's not a big Pro fan. He's tired of the Atlanta Falcons. He says he said, "Look, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the Philadelphia Eagles because they drafted all those Bulldogs." I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> not so fast, my friend! You've got—they might have gotten a few, but." Here's some big names. You have got Darnell Washington. You've got Broderick Jones and George Pitts. I'm like, that's a bit, that's a bigger deal. And yeah. plus you're closer to Pittsburgh where you're at here. I need to go ahead and infect you with some Steelerdom. So I'm going to try to find him a George Pickens Jersey. And I'm even going to go as far as getting him a Heinz Ward, Georgia Bulldog Jersey, just to get him to come to the dark side.
2: Yeah, people forget that Heinz Ward was a quarterback for the Bulldogs. He actually played a bunch of positions. Go ahead, Dave. What are you gonna say?
1: I'm gonna say I have a, a next level <laughs> trivia question that it, it, it's got to be for Brian Anthony Davis, who knows who, th- who who knows some things about the draft.
0: Oh, this is pressure, though.
1: Okay, you ready? Okay, Jeff brought this up about Alabama to Shea Townsend in 1998. Two years before that. In 1996, the Steelers drafted a player out of a out of the state, another school out of the state of Alabama, but not from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who was it, and what was the school? They gave it the year 96.
0: Okay, so I was thinking Tusculum in uh in uh, but that was not that was uh. Oh, four. Oh, you, no. You said 96, 96,
1: 96.
0: Did they get anybody from Troy state?
2: No, I'm looking at this nope. right now. I have no idea who's Auburn. Wait, what about
0: Auburn? <laughs> Did they get a, a guy from, yeah, they, I think they got a guy from Auburn. Nope. Auburn. Troy I've
1: never state. heard of this guy. I've never heard of this guy or the school What's the name of the school <laughs> North, North Alabama. Alabama.
0: I vaguely remember that, but it's. Can you give me the round? Five. I'm out.
1: I would. There's no way I would have known this. I just. I I saw North Alabama. I'm like, North Alabama? And I made me look at it. Israel Rabin.
0: Oh, I remember Israel
1: Rabon. Yeah. Selected one round before the infamous. Orpheus Roy, who when I was in college, we had, he was a verb uh, with me and some of my similar friends. You just got Orpheus because he was the wedge buster. You you know, Kyle Christ, from
0: what Ian's talking about, has a like authentic number 71 Orpheus Roy jersey. (laughs) Yes. Love it.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I had to jump in there because when I saw Israel Raven or Raybon or whatever it was, and I saw North Alabama, I was like, holy cow. What is you, that? You know, in '96, you had Earl
0: Holmes come in like yep. the fourth or fifth round. You also had John Whitman come in the third. Mm-hmm.
2: And the most
0: yep. infamous pick that wasn't a pick was that number two pick in '96 because it went to the Rams for
2: one the bus, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> yeah, Jerome Bettis. He's Jerome like Bettis.
1: he's like basically. All yeah. the Steelers got out of that draft, other than Holmes. And Orpheus Roy was pretty good too. But he well, also Whitman, wasn't... Whitman
0: was not bad for a short time.
1: Yeah. But I I, I had said that before, John Whitman, because he was Penn State, right? Yep. Yeah. He I I missed competing against him in track and field by one season. Wow. Yeah. He we like we even had where our where our school compete competed there. It was him and um the big shot putter, uh CJ Hunter at Penn State. Oh, I the, remember the year before i started
0: and so. who was cj hunter married to all oh, the the sprinter marion
2: jones yeah what do you know all right let's finish this up <laughs> <laughs> let's do some final this, thoughts this is here. the rabbit trail when we do yeah, it is yeah, it is all right dave you have any final thoughts
1: Uh final thoughts I keep saying it because it needs to be our mantra, whether it's on stat geek or this show one down five to go where we are four days away from it being one month until they report to training camp. The the time will go. It, It can't finish until it starts. That's something my grandfather used to always say. Whenever we were, you know, do, doing a project or something, um, and 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 we get done, he's like, "Oh, that's the last one. If we'd have started with that one, we would have been done a long time ago." Um, it might take you a minute to to think about that and figure out what he meant by that, but uh, yeah, you, you can't get to the end until you until you get to the beginning. So before you know it, we'll be sitting here talking about what what's going on, uh, the on the first practice in Latrobe
2: all right very good
0: brian final thoughts all right mock me all you want i'm watching go maulers
2: (laughs) all right with that being said brian davis would say uh that does it for another episode of the steelers preview dave why don't you uh, send us out hey we'll see you next week for another steelers preview take it easy
1: Everybody else gets a little tight.